Yes. Who am I? I'm the butcher. Yes, you are. Your spooky pants. Still am. This is episode four of the Creepcast. Big episode. This episode. This special episode. What's it about? Well, maybe I should tell the faithful listeners. Yeah. We got two listeners now. I think. I think we're on our way. On our way. So let's tell them. We are a Magic the Gathering podcast. Yeah. We love magic, and magic loves us. Still. Yeah. Just want to get that out. Alright, so what are we going to do? Well, not a lot of news this week, since it's yep. kind of recording a little earlier this week. Yeah. Hi. I'm going to be out of town on Friday. Where are you going? I'm going to my cousin's wedding in Michigan. Fun times. Yeah, great times. They allow same-sex marriages there? Yep. Hoo-hoo! Right. <laughs> 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 Good times. So you're leaving on, like, Friday and then... I'm know, leaving Thursday. Thursday we have some Thursday scheduling, night, yep. scheduling issues and... So we're doing a little early, thus there's not a lot of news to talk about. Probably won't be much news anyway until Saturday night or Sunday. When the turn, yeah, let's have two tournaments. Yep. So we're going to go over what cards we think are going to go up and down in value. Yeah. Uh, it won't take too long. We're just going to go over a few cards. And then we have some decks that we're working on that we're going to tell everybody. Yeah. Not really that excited about them, but they're kind of more... I don't know. I think I, I'm kind of excited to play a few of them, obviously. Yeah, mine are all going to be... Just getting the cards is going to suck, but... Yeah. Yeah. So is how it goes. And then we have our Magic Online Special. Magic Online Special, yeah. Special opportunity. For those who don't know, we play a lot of Magic Online. And we're going to talk about why we do and what we like, what we dislike. Yep. And so that's pretty much the menu for the show. All right, well, let's get into... Uh, we start feasting. Let's start on the appetizer. <laughs> the news. Magic news. Magic news. There is none. Next. Okay. <laughs> Tasty. All right, so we're going to get into what kind of cards we think are going to go up and down with the new set, with the Rise of the Eldrazi. I had a really a couple good ones. <laughs> yeah, this one I really think is going to be good. <laughs> Which one is that? I actually think Abyssal Persecutor is going to go back up. Well, that one's going to go up. That yeah. one That one was like $30. That one started out really hot. started at about 30 bucks. It went to a free fall. Dropped down to about... You can get it, I think... The metagame store sells it for like 11 bucks. He's cheap. What's He's the cheap. metagame store? Well, that's our new sponsor. Oh. Didn't we mention that at the beginning? I guess not. TheMetagameStore.com. Check it out. Yeah, actually, we work, Good vibration. we work really closely with them. Yeah. They have a website, www.TheMetagameStore.com. They sell magic singles, pretty much extended stuff up, and their prices are ridiculous. Yeah, really cheap. Go check them out. That was a nice that was a nice tie-in for the plug, by the way. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a pro. <laughs> so persecutor. So persecutor, yeah, I think it's gonna go up. I think it. Uh, I think it has more value now because I think mono black control is gonna be a lot more viable. Let me take off my coat here. Well, it's the forecast and cost six six flying tramp, yep. which is amazing. With the with the condition that you can't win, you can't win while he's in play, so. 
Obviously, with mono black control, you're going to have a million ways. Consuming vapors, gatekeeper, even flashback marauders. And consuming vapors, uh, you can target a throne vampire. I mean, there's a million ways to get rid of them now, so it's. And consuming vapors, you can target any player. Doesn't you can target opponent, any, so it's yeah, perfect. It's obviously designed for. Well, actually, that card is designed for a lot because that's a splash card. You can throw it at any deck. That's a good card. It's a good card. But so persecutor is going to go. How how I, high is it going to go? I think he he could get back up to twenty, especially. Actually, I'll just say I think uh, one of the cards I think is going to go down is Vampire Nocturnus. That's yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, I think he'll drop. I, mean, I just don't think uh, Vampire Swarm decks are going to be. I think people are going to do a lot of the mono black control just because you're going to be playing a lot. A blue-white control, you're going to be playing a lot of, uh, you know, swarm decks and consume the meek. You're going to want to wipe out the board, the weenies, and you're, you're not going to want to have a bunch of your, like, little guys around. So. Well, and Vampires, I think, is already kind of dying in popularity. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Well, not maybe popularity, but it doesn't win. It's tribal. For so a it's while there, it was win. remember it was when it was winning, when Grixis was big and it kept winning all the time? Like, well, that's why it was winning. But then it just kind of died off, and ever since then, it's not. It hasn't well, that's because it, it it has such a horrible matchup against Jund and against Naya. It just yeah, it just can't do it. I mean, the the only card that really saves them is the is the Blood Witch. And well, vampires is got a lot of good cards, but the problem with it a lot of good creatures in vampires, but it's just the problem with vampires. Right? It's just turn you know you have a turn one maybe you only play one card a turn when you I got never, a playing I never played a turn one card when I played there vampires. you go so now you have a, I, unless maybe duress but it's just such a simple deck it just plays one spell a turn basically. I never played lacerator he's he's horrible I didn't think he was horrible but he just oh you think he's gonna be great now with a well, wall no, of open? well not now but I'll, do, I'll just take a damage every turn <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take free damage. Yeah, so there's a card that's gonna drop. No, he's good. No, he's good with Death Shadow. Well, yeah, Death Shadow. That is gonna be more worthless now, though. I'm trying to play with Death Shadow so bad. We'll get into yeah, that. Which is trying to break that card. Well, I wouldn't say break it. I'd say make it where people don't laugh at you when you put it on the table. Well, people will always laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So persecutor's going up. I I agree. I think it's gonna go up. I don't think it's gonna hit twenty. Yeah. It'll probably hit like thirteen. No, it'll be like fifteen. Really? Because that's pretty much what he sells. Uh, Metagame's pretty that much the only like place. Bucks, isn't it? Or is that just so, Metagame? Uh, that's the cheapest place I've seen. They sell for eleven. So I'm. He's still. I mean, you could still average. He's still about fifteen bucks. So I, I'd say he gets up to about twenty. Yeah, maybe he will. Vampire Nocturne is going down. Yeah, I agree with that totally. I think he'll. I think they might swap places. Well, I because think, vampires are going to be more controlish, and he doesn't. They're going to be more controlish. You're not going to want. You're not going to have. I mean, I don't know. Consuming vapors is kind of a splash color too, so you might see a lot of like weird, like green and black, you know, mon- like kind of black green control decks, or or who knows. But. And then we're talking about obviously polymorph going up. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, well, it, it's, it's not going to go up super high. It, it's going to hit like four or five bucks. Yeah, and I think you're right. I don't, I don't know if the deck is. I'm play testing the deck, and it's. It seems good. You got a good. You got a good build. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think everyone's going to want to play it for. Everybody's going to do it's it. It's a no-brainer. Nobody's going to want to cast out any of those. I don't think it's Eldrazi. I'm trying to do that too, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, me too. I don't think it's going to happen that way. But so I think it, polymorph's going to be kind of huge. But the thing you got to remember about it is it's, it may not be. Legal for the you know by the end of the year when when twenty eleven comes out we don't know yet yeah I hope it's 
No, actually, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't see it being, I, like I was telling you earlier, I think it's going to be on par with open the vaults. Like, I think it'll be better deck than that, but it's not going to nope. be, you're not going to see it in like top, ton of the top eights. I don't yeah. But who knows? You're going to see a lot of people trying to build it. Casual and, and I don't know how many standard, you know, how many of these pros are going to try to build them. I don't think they'll try I to go that it's way. obvious for the pros to even really care, but. Well, I mean, if it's good, it's good, but it, yeah. it's, you really gotta, you really gotta make sure you get it out. It's a deck that doesn't. If you miss, I mean, that's that's what I was saying before too. If you miss on your first polymorph, if, you, if it if somebody passed your token or whatever, you're not, you're pretty much done. No, it's not that bad anymore because there's you just have blue's got so many utilities now with Sea Beyond and. Oh, you're gonna get that Hellamar wall. Depths. That wall to go grab your polymorph back or what? No, you can't play with any other creatures in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So. But I'm telling you, there's, it's a lot better now. You got to make sure you World get those polymorphs. I've seen people play polymorph decks, and they're just—they have everything they need. They got tokens out. They got everything, and they just gotta get you. That that deck means you have to get to the four cards that you need, which is polymorph. If you don't do it, you're done. Yeah, but that's why you run a lot of draw and stuff. I'll talk about mine. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Okay. But anyway, polymorph's gonna go up. I wouldn't go too crazy getting them, but it's gonna go up a little bit. Yeah. So keep an eye on it. All right. Well, let's talk about my other prediction is the uh, Ranger of Eos. Obviously already worth. I don't know. How much is it worth on paper? Like about. I don't even know. Probably 15 tickets. Or 15 tickets. Tickets? Tickets. What does that mean? No, we'll talk about that later, too. 15 bucks. <laughs> I'm guessing. 15 but, uh, might be. I'm going to go on the Internet. It's 10 to 15. That's what I'm going to wager. Meta game stores out of stock on them. So we'll check. Uh, they're about ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks is a really good price. I, I see that hitting about at least at least fifteen bucks. And you think because of Vengevine? Because of Vengevine. Because of Naya. I mean, it's just going to be. Well, even the green white builds we're seeing already have it have that in there too. Yeah, and the green white build is a pretty popular build now. I still, yeah, I agree with I agree with Butcher that Naya is probably a better build for Vengevine, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Blood Braid. Yeah, blood raid, exactly. So, so okay, and then you said there's another card you think is going to go down. Yeah, well, I don't think it'll go down a lot, but I do think Stoneforge Mystics kind of seen its heyday for at least I, temporarily. I agree with that. It'll go back up after Scars Mirrodin's release. Well, of course. You know, just because it's going to be a heavy equipment, heavy artifact set, but. So for now, it's going to drop. Well, it doesn't seem as hot anyways, even though it's still in almost every type of Naya weenie, white weenie. Yeah, world. but it, it's one of those cards, too, you only want two of them. You don't want four of them. You don't, you know. But don't you think that the original deck that LSV played was, it was more of a surprise kind of thing, and it was, it yeah, was because of the collar and the spark mage, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason you really run them. So I don't know why everybody's putting it in every single deck. I think it's good, but. It's nice to get the collar out. Yeah. I mean, the collar does slow up. It's good. Any of that equipment. I mean, there's, there's, there's games I've played where, I mean, even the stupid vampire equipment comes out, you know, and if they got blood gas or hex mages. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah, that blade. That, that that'll, like, you think you got a game under control and they throw out that stupid It's a pain blade. in the ass, but you don't really see that too much unless no, you're casual. That, that's more in the casual rooms, but I'm telling you, it, those, that equipment is pretty annoying. So you get the Stoneforge Mystic, and it, it is a good card, but I think it's going to... Just slow up a little bit. And really, I mean, it's hard to tell what else is. We really, obviously, I, I think Jace is going to go up, which is kind of 
obvious, but yeah, he he's gonna. I think he's gonna hit the sixty, seventy dollar mark. He's never gonna see a hundred, but I don't know. You, I you, think so. It's like it's like you're a blue mage, and you know, I mean, blue mages have been whining and planning about not getting a good card, and now they have one, so they all want it. They all want four of them. They all want it, you know. Oh, he just he just can go in any type of like. He's gonna be in my polymorph deck. He's gonna go in. Obviously, there's gonna be a blue white control build now with wall omens. Oh really? That's what I'm predicting. I that's a I'm. It's it's a kind of a rumor. It's a rumor. He went on the street. Yeah. So, but he's just. I mean, I can't believe he didn't go up more after he was viable and extended too, which shot Bane Slayer through the roof. He'll go up more. He'll go up more. No oh, question. Yeah, like I, I think he he's going to be pretty much the next standard card that's going to get. I think it could even surpass Bane Slayer. When I don't know if that's I don't know I I think she's probably better than him. Well, Bainslayer depends now on 2011. See, I think if it's but not in 2011, you know they're gonna if you know they're gonna remake her. If they don't, how many people are gonna quit playing Magic because they just got like their fourth Bainslayer and they spent like eighty bucks for it? <laughs> yeah, I I think they're gonna reprint it, but I'm just saying if they oh, don't. It. It would be a bad decision not it's to go down. Obviously, it's not. It's, I mean, it's gonna drop like what? What's it? What's it worth for extended? Twenty five, thirty bucks. Baseline? If they don't reprint it, yeah. they will. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go on record saying they they will. Yeah, uh, I, I think so too. I just bought a couple, so <laughs> they yeah. Well, that's what's nice about. I won't quit, but that's what's nice about Jace is that he he's gonna be around for a year, you know. So. Yeah, and he'll probably be around longer than that. Fully. He's he's amazing. I mean, I got to play with him. I played with him before, obviously, at Friday Night Magics. Yeah, money decks, but I have them online now, and it's just such. It's just a toolbox, you know. You can just do whatever you want. With All them. the planeswalkers, though. Yeah, but he's blue. Yeah. So that's that's why he's you awesome. You didn't like Jace Bellerin, huh? Jace Bellerin was okay, but a lot of people were using him for like a divination role, and I and I just played div. I just used the div. Well, Jace Raider used his. Jace Raider was the first deck to actually use his ultimate ability. Yeah. Which made sense, but most people were just for a while were just using the draw, 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 which was good. For yeah. a while, but then it just came easier, like with Grixis Control or something. I just ran Divination. Yeah, that was it. So. It's a one shot. But he's okay. Obviously, the new Jace is just a little better. Oh, Tezzeret. Tezzeret wasn't the he just a mono blue? Yeah, he was mono blue. He he, you know, he was just too narrow. I mean, he could only yeah, be an artifact deck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's not bad, but he just wasn't. Going to splash around. Well, judging by their little web comic, it looks like Tezzeret's going to obviously be surprise, surprise. He's going to be back in Scars and Mirrors yeah. block. There's no question. Did you know? Well, I would assume if he's an artifact. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, he's going to come back. Uh, don't you think that? I think they should uh, reprint like a or or make like a Mishra or Urza Planeswalker. I, aren't they, they, the whole story is taking place in Dominaria or whatever, right? The original. No, it's taking place in Mirrodin. Oh, is it? Different? I, I think it's know. a different plane, yeah. I know. I read all the books, right? You, so you should, should know that by heart. Yeah. But that's why I think it's called Scars of Mirrodin, because it's on Mirrodin. Well, I thought Mirrodin might have been in, uh, like, Phryxia, isn't it? The same thing? as Phryxia is on, don't, I think, you, I don't know. I was looking at, if you go to the Daily MTG, or not, or the MagicTheGathering.com, they tell you all the planes. Well, I could care less, but I'm just saying, I, I, I think they should... Get like from back when we were playing back in the day, like every card was like Urza's this, Urza's that, Mishra's this. They may go down that road. They may not. I mean, how do you make an Urza? Isn't he like basically like the ultimate character from Magic? So how do you make an? I guess you can make it. Yeah, they're planeswalkers. Yeah, but he'd have to be really good, and he'd. Have, I think he's blue. 
Zig blue and white, wouldn't you be? Uh, he could be colorless. Artifact guy. That's true. Yeah, that's a good guess. That's my guess. Well, there you go. Lots of predictions. So those are Lots up and up and downs. I don't know. I think uh, anything new? Any rise of Eldrazi cards you think are going to spike up or go or go down? I haven't really seen too much. I think Sarkon should go back up. I think I really think he has, has a place even, in Jund. I don't think people are even using him in Jund. I don't think people. Have, I haven't heard of anybody trying him, but I don't know. I don't play Jund, so I I can't really say. I mean, I've been hearing you know rumors that uh, Gideon is going to take the place of or take or get a place in the Mythic deck. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, so th- I've heard people. A lot of people say he's once you play with him, he's better than you think. I always thought he was great. Yeah, well, I know, but everybody thinks he's good. But I mean, he's really good. Yeah. Because like a lot, I guess like you know, I, one of our buddies was at S- Splatter. Money was saying they're going to do like a white deck with Arnold appears and stuff, pumps him up, and oh, that's probably Splat. It doesn't sound like a bad idea. That's Splat's probably. I think that's his token conquers pledge nomad whatever. <laughs> I think Lotus Cobra could go up. You think? Well, I, th- I mean, I'm toying around with it to try to get this I don't know. I, I out. That Raga Tree Speaker kind of. No, it's not the same because you can, you know, with Haros and fetch lands. I mean, you yeah, five six man out of one. Lotus yeah, Cobra. it's a fragile card though. Well, that's fine. I mean, you run four, and it's it's always been fragile, and it never really hurts him too bad. So I Lotus Cover is one to watch. You know, I'm just looking at like a top 100 list. I. Yeah. Are we ever going to see Omnath? I mean, he again, he's like maybe the only way you could actually cast some of these Eldrazi's out, so maybe I'll put try him in my... Omnath, my... See, the thing I don't like is you're putting all your eggs in that one basket, and then if he gets wasted... I mean, the thing that works good with him is that I've seen is, like, I've, I've played a lot of people that play Omnath, and then they'll get him up huge, and I'll just path him, and then they're like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. But then again, like, I play people who dump a lot into Omnath, you know, kind of like in one turn, they'll just throw a lot into Omnath, and then it's my turn or whatever, and I'll just kind of be like, well, maybe I should, you know, I'll O-ring them. And then they'll just, you know, vines to the bastwood, you know, they'll just, they'll have, they'll be tapped out, so you think you can do something, but they're drawing the mana from him. So he's kind of, he's kind of... He's got a place. Yeah, I mean, you could see, he could save himself. He's, he's good card. I mean, it's just very difficult to get... I don't know. I, I never, I never liked him, but... Yeah. It is it is an avenue to go down. I mean, if you think you can get those Eldrazi out, there's going to be a lot of ways, I think. I think Day of Judgment's going to be a big one, too. I think Day of Judgment kind of was got lost in the shuffle a little bit because everybody's running Lightning Bolts. and Well, well Red Deck wins. Yeah, right? but now that... Game, you know, Red Deck wins, yeah. Well, it doesn't do anything. Day of Judgment doesn't do but much. It, but with all these new walls and stuff, I think Lightning Bolt's not going to be as valuable. Well, you're going to see more people needing stuff like Day of Judgment. Where you can lightning bolt lightning always, bolt, always going to be good. Well, lightning bolt's good. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know, to me, the adjustment becomes more relevant now. The game's going to slow down a little bit. I mean, the game's not going to slow down that much, really, until shards is gone. But it's started. You can start to see it already slow down, even if just wall of moments coming into play. Yeah, which I don't. Get. You know, the game should have slowed down when Perimeter Captain <laughs> came out. Yeah, I mean that's true. People didn't play because you didn't you didn't net you a card, and I understand that's a big deal, but. Having a zero four wall that gains a two life. I know I I rant about it. You every like gaining life more than a normal person, but <laughs> it's good, man. It's, it'll save you. So, so that's why I don't lose the red deck wins because I gain life. I don't really see much else. 
No, I don't really. I mean, I think I think my big prediction for the big downer is going to be Nocturnus. I think he'll drop, sell him, sell him if you got him. Buy buy the persecutors. I think he'll go up. Yeah, that's that's just black, I guess. But I don't know red. I mean, I don't see anything red really. Well, red's still going to be a lot of red cards dropping. I mean, Goblin Guide. Well, Goblin Guide loses some value too because of the. Wall of Omens. Well, the Wall of Omens does hurt red deck wins. Yeah. I mean, is there any red card you think that's going to gain value? Like the Kazool. Kazool, a tyrant of the Kudu. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he'll get up to a buck again. I don't think so. Why not, dude? He's yeah, if only, Gideon. only he had a really good combo with an overpriced Planeswalker. Yeah, it could have been. It could, could be Gideon. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough deck. I mean, you're talking about... You know, turn five. Well, what is Shatter Skull? Is he four mana? Shatter Skull. Isn't it? Oh, not Lord. I'm thinking of Lord of Shatter Skull Pass. You're talking about Tyrant Eclipse from. Tyrant oh, Eclipse. He's yeah, five mana? Six? No, he's not six. He's got to be five. Or... I'll look on the internet. Look him up. we got to get the facts right for our listener. <laughs> Kazool. Kazool. Yeah, that's, that's his name. Five mana. Two red, three colorless. He's great. <laughs> He's an ogre warrior. He's legendary, though, so your opponent could drop one out. And you <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out for that. <laughs> He's uh, 20, like 30 cents, so you could... Oh, buy him now. Might as well. He, I mean, he's going to be worth more. I think more. he's definitely a card that Johnny-type players will like, but I just don't see him breaking it. Yeah. Standard. Fun card. I mean, if you get him out, he's going to be annoying. Yeah. I don't think... So what... What was that last card you said that you thought was going to go up? Day of Judgment. No, I mean, the one we were talking about before the show, you thought, was it Cast Through Time? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fledgling Griffin? Fledgling Griffin with Lifelink? <laughs> no. No, okay. What about Eldrazi Monument, now that it's a little cheaper to cast if you have the, uh... Well, that's not an Eldrazi, is it? Never mind. An Eldrazi Monument? You think that's going to go up? I lied. It's not, okay. an, it's not an, an Eldrazi spell. So yeah, you're right. It's a lion. It's an artifact. Oh, is it an artifact? It's just not an Eldrazi spell. So there you go. What about Night of the Valkyrie? He's going to be impacted at all? Is it $16 now? Well, that thing shot. I think, it, yeah, I might go up to 20 I know Uncharted helps it, obviously. Yeah. Um, and plus, it's just going to be in Naya, which I think will... I don't really know. I mean, it's it's hard to say if what deck's going to be number one. When does that thing hit 18? Jun's going to stay at the top. For now. Tell somebody, tell somebody makes a better deck that beats it. Willie. <laughs> Willie. Willie. You think Willie's going to do it? I think Willie could. <laughs> no, but, yeah. Neither Valkyrie. Why is it, <laughs> why is it $18? Like, when did it go to 18 I thought it was like a $10 card. I, I missed the, that boat. Well, uh, probably when it was in Naya. Well, I mean, Naya. was it, I guess Magic Online, it's only like 10, right? So maybe that's why I'm so... It's about 12. Okay. About 12 bucks on there. Whatever. It's a good card. I don't think you've had any for a while. I had them on Magic Online for a while. No, I mean, you haven't had any for a while. That's probably why you didn't see the value go up. I've had some. I had it twice this week. Um. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Sark on the man, I don't think he's he's going to go down. Yeah, he's 11 bucks already. That's what I'm saying. I think I think somebody's gonna throw him in John, and he'll do okay, and he'll go back up. He'll go back up to 15. Well, anyway, I think our listeners are gonna be really happy with us when they get rich off of our predictions. Oh so, yeah. They're lucking out. That we. They're lucking out. 
Anything else? I think we kind of hit everything. We already bored, bored uh, ourselves here. You know, there was something else when you brought up Night of the Reliquary. I was going to say, I think I think the uh, Night of the White Orchid is definitely going to be a card that goes up. That's a good point, because you're seeing that in the blue-white control build. You're seeing that in blue-white control, and it's and it's good because it's a mana fixer. And it kind of helps out with the prive in a way. It helps out with the prive in like a back-end way. Like I mean, it doesn't really help out too much because... No. But then again, I mean, with the prime, you can pick whatever land. You're probably going to boomerang. If you don't have the Hylomar Depths, you're going to boomerang a plane. Sure. Throw your... No, I agree. I think that's a good good prediction, because it's it's something you're... If you see if it's in control, just control another creature to have out. Yep. And then if control decks get really big, I'll make another prediction and say Bloodgast is going to go back up. Yeah. He kind of hurt the Grixis-type control deck. Destroyed the Grixis. That's why it's dead. The white one's going to be different now. Because of all omens. Because that yeah, of that's true. And if but you, then again, black's going to be different too because it's going to consume the meat and just kill all. Yeah, them. that's true. But if you're running, you know, if you're running like wall of omens and uh, night of the white orchid, now you have two blockers that can block a blood gas, so they're not quite as scary. The reason why I hurt Grixis yeah, so bad was because you know Grixis, all Grixis wanted to do was lightning bolt it and kill all your stuff. Grixis had walls too. You got to remember, Grixis had walls. No, it didn't. I thought it did. Oh, maybe I think a blue, red, white, and blue yeah. control. Yeah, Gr- all Grixis had was like Jar Jar Sphinx. Yeah. That was pretty much the only creature. And that was the whole point of the deck at the time, because removal was everywhere, and it was a, it was a cool deck. Yeah. That's why vampires always did good, because you just gatekeeper it. Yeah. See ya. Yep. So. But yeah, neither White Orchid's a good pick. Definitely. And it actually, uh, Jar Jar. Oh, okay, that's my last prediction. I'll be done, but I think Jar Jar's going down. He's pretty much worthless now. I wouldn't say it's worthless, but what is it Sphinx and Magosi better now, where you can just because if you're gonna lose it, you might as well, well draw some cards out of the deal. I don't know if Sphinx and Magosi. I mean, Sphinx and Magosi is nice, especially with training grounds. But I think, I think uh, the other the the other Sphinx that Lost Truce, Lost Truce. I think he's probably gonna maybe take a spot. You know, they're both they're all good. I mean, all good. I like all three I play with good. Lost Truths, and it's never really a bad thing. But just the shroud on the Jarvis Sphinx is so nice. Yeah, but there's so you know, many car- so many cards now that make. Well, now that. now there is. Yeah. I mean, I could see the Sphinx being good if you had another creature or had something else that you know where it would kind of slow up Black's untargeted removal. Yeah, I think that's. But I, I think he. I think he's going to go down. He's only worth like fifty cents. He's only worth a buck or fifty cents anyway, but he'll go down. We should sell him now. Forty five. We should probably sell him right now. Get, sell him while they're hot. Get out, get out while you can. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> you're saving the listeners money. I. That's what this segment's about. <laughs> but you were you had your one prediction on polymorph. <laughs> no, I'm pretty much all that stuff was me. I just wrote it down and. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that that's that. I think I think that was that makes sense. I think what you're saying makes sense. And most of that stuff. I, I think I, I think sure. yeah. we both we both talked it to death. I think we're both. So now we're talking about decks that we're building. We're currently working on. And we just got done playing some test games and. Do you have you don't have any of your deck lists, do you? Uh they're in my head. Are they? And I don't. I mean, do you want me to really read off like a whole deck list? I don't know if I don't think they're ready for prime time yet. I mean, I gotta tweak them a little bit. I'll just talk about some secret tech that I'm working on. Like really secret. Okay. But, uh, well, I could go. You could go. I don't know. I have. I don't know, maybe two. Two decks, two decks that you want to just do one deck. Maybe two. maybe two. I I think you. There's certain decks you might not want to talk about publicly yet because they're just kind of embarrassing. <laughs> 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 my decks are obviously 
<laughs> I'm obviously a more of a casual person. I like I like standard, but I don't get wrapped up in the whole like I got to play Jund. I'm not a spike player. Like the, the butcher's not really a spike player, but he's pretty close. Well, I think you it. summed it up best when you said I want what I want to be like. I want to play the the best deck that isn't the best yet. Oh, yeah, the butcher. <laughs> like if the butcher wants to make a deck, he won't play Jund. He won't play Naya. He he'll play whatever like. Whatever just is about to win, like, and, and that's why he's always losing. But control. I like blue white control. Well, yeah, you like blue white control, but that's because it hasn't, it hasn't, t- it hasn't really hit first yet, and that's why you like it because you know it's probably got a good shot now. Yeah, well, I just like Jace too. That's a big part of it. Well, yeah, you, you have it. Jace the Wallet Killer. He's so good. He is good. And now that I have a couple, it's I can feel like a winner. Yeah. I can go to bed with my wife at night and say, I'm a winner. Look at me now. <laughs> you can look at me again. That's what you can say. Yep. So obviously I, I've been toying with, ever since I heard musings of a Patrick Chapin deck with a... Uh, Who's that? He's a Pro Tour champion. Oh, really? World champion. Or I don't think he won Worlds. I think he got second place in 2007. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, we all know. Good, we know Patrick. Good player. Blue Mage, too, I think, which no, usually, you usually like him more. Usually, I, I, I think he's pretty conceited. What? Like yeah. No. See his Facebook page? No. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, but he did say one thing that I agreed with, and that was the, uh, when he commented, when he put up his ten best cards, remember that? Mm-mm. Well, you're the one that told me. He put up his ten best cards, and he had... I thought he did it over a phone interview or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know. But he, oh, had, okay. he ended up having... Oh, ten can- best... Oh, you're talking about the ten best blue cards of all time. Yeah, and he had Cancel, like, ahead of uh, Counterspell. Yeah. And I thought, I thought he made a good point, though, in his rebuttal to that. And he did have a good point. Yeah, and his good point... And I, I, what, basically what Patrick Chapman said is the reason I put Cancel higher up the list is because... Only blue mages would play the card. Like only the real, true blue mages would still play the card. Sure, and I, I don't know why you instead of instead of whining. Yeah, but why make the distinction? I mean, if it, you're going to play what you think is the best at the time, and with the, with the dominance of Jund, and pretty much every deck's going to have. I mean, like Flash Freeze was like main deck for a while. Yeah, but this is that was smart. But this is, I mean, remember what I was saying too, and the reason I agree, and this is, we might as well get into this, is. Uh, the red players, when they took, when they initially took away lightning bolt and and brought in a incinerate, or shock or something, yeah, or shock, yeah, they were still in decks. You you didn't see you didn't see a lot of red players like say, okay, screw damage, you know, screw direct <laughs> damage because we lost lightning bolt. Yeah. No, they were just like, you know, I like doing direct damage. I like the archetype of the red color. You know, I'm just going to play with it the way. However, I can. You know, they're not. They're not. They weren't. They didn't like. Ban, they didn't go like. Oh, you know, no uh, incinerates in my deck. No, I'm just gonna have haste creatures. You know, <laughs> I mean, they they stuck with it. So I think. That's what you're saying. So like when the, and then when cancel came out, all the blue players basically just gave up on counter spells, right? But, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they used negate and they used the the target. Well, what spell. happened? To, I mean, counter really died out. I mean, Roman was the last big counter spell to be played. Everybody used Remand. Well, and Remand, and then, uh, yeah, what's that? Cryptic Three, Command. Cryptic well, command. yeah, it's a Cryptic Command. And I, I don't even know if you call it a counterspell. That was just a, a monster. I mean, it did everything in one card. Yeah. But just regular hard counter. Kind of went away. 
But I agreed with him. I and that's the you know, like I said, I don't think he's. I think a lot of people think maybe way too highly of him. I mean, what he uh, we don't how have, do you, how's he been doing? He hasn't been top eighty even, has he? I don't know. I don't have stats up in front of me, but yeah. I, I think you're you're kind of. It's like blasphemy what you're saying. I mean, this guy is one of the most popular. I know he's roles, good. I know everybody loves him, and he does. I mean, he's obviously great, but I think he's just—he's really smart. I mean, he knows how to build decks. I mean, he's—I well, think he's one of the few players that actually builds his own decks. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of pro well, LSB plays. Well, no, even LSB I think will play. Like they have like a team, you know, and somebody maybe the deck builder on the team. Yeah, I don't know that for sure. But anyway, I think I think the, all the pros are good for the game. Uh, Conley Woods. Yeah, I like Conley Woods. Really? Yeah. Because he agrees with me about Abys- Abyssal Persecute. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he, he, tried, he tried breaking that card in, in uh, Extended. Like, well, Conley Woods, the thing that's cool about Conley Woods is that he's always trying to, to build that rogue deck. He's tr- yeah, and that's that's what everybody loves about Conley yeah. Woods. So, he's a and I think, you know, it, to bring up another point, is like when he posts an article on TCG Player or something, Yeah. a new deck, everybody, like, they run and build it real quick. Yeah. And they get slaughtered, and they're just like, you you suck. Well, they don't know how to how, play. Yeah, well, then, and how are you ever going to have new decks if you don't try building new decks? I mean, yeah. I think I think the pros kind of have a little bit too much responsibility to, to make new decks nowadays. Yeah. I mean, well, nobody's trying. The thing is, is a lot of times that I think they build the... I mean, the pros obviously have a better grasp on the game than we do. But oh, there's no I mean, question. But, I mean, how much? I mean, we've been playing for quite a while. I just think they, they just know more about... The game itself, as far as the, the strategy of playing it and deck building, but uh, they're, they're, yeah, but I'm just saying they're like, going to well, miss something. Sometimes we're going to say something that they didn't think yeah, of. Exactly, they're human. They're human. But uh, I mean, what? Let's just say, what, what does it take? Like, let's say I made a deck that just happened to be the right combination of cards to beat Jun. Uh, it was like a once in a lifetime thing, and so now everybody's going to listen to what I have to say about deck building. Yeah. Well, that if you won, I mean, you started winning with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you build, like, the jun- the real junk killer that, that can actually kill other decks, you'd be, like, a hero. You'd be yeah. casted out as a hero, I think. Fledgling Griffin. Fledgling. Fledgling. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think pros are good for the game. I, just, I think the play I, I blame the players more than I blame the pros about the current standard environment because nobody tries anything. Yeah. All that- they do is whine about how there's no oh, junk's the best deck. Well, you know? You've a lot of... I think there are a lot of people, though, who, I mean, there's a lot of people who hate Jun, who won't play Jun. Well, that's kind of like me. I, I, and I think those are like, yeah, I think that's kind of like why I'm not a pro, underground though. scene. It's like we're like the kind of people that like listen to the radio and like, I don't like that song because it's too pop. You know, like, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's just. Well, that's, what, that's, that's why we're not pros, though. See, so a real pro magic player, they want to win. Yeah, they're they're all spikes. Well, that wouldn't say they're spikes necessarily, but they just want to win, and they're just not gonna. If John does, if they feel that John is the best deck, then being the best deck isn't always about what you know. They think it's just gonna dominate, but you have to like the cost. That's just it. Like I don't, I don't have any respect for somebody. Like I know John is. I, I well, I guess I have respect for him, but I'd have a lot more respect if somebody made a deck and beat John. If if a pro could come up with a deck, and I know they're all, they've all been trying, but. I mean, Bosnia was good. Bosnia kind of. I saved. think it hits a certain point though, where, where, it's just you only have so many cards in the environment, and there may not even be that particular deck that can beat Jund. And remember, you got to beat Jund, and you got to beat other decks. You got to beat White Weenie. Red deck wins. You can't just if you could just beat Jund, you could run spread them all day and, and win. Well, spread them doesn't. Well, it, not anymore. Jund. But it it was a nice surprise. You know, at Worlds last year, it was kind of a fun. 
Surprise for John, yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I think you do. I think some of the pros do feel you, that way, though, too. Like, you don't think that they all could have at the last, you know, World Championships or whatever. They all could have ran John. Yeah. They probably didn't want to because they wanted to try to do what you just said. They wanted to be that champion. Oh, that Patrick Chapman had his blue white control. Well, I think what hit with that, I think he just saw Jace and he just was like, "This is the best card I've ever seen," and he he was going to play with it no matter what. That was his number one card, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was. I understand why. I mean, (laughs) like I've been saying all day, it's a good card. Yeah, it is a good card. It is nasty. I've played against it. I've never had the opportunity to play with it, but I've played against it, and it's it's nasty when it's on the other side of the table. I mean, it's nice to have a hex mage. Which which we can lead into my, what I I have right now, like the only deck I'm really playing with right now is my blue-white control, which is a complete, you know, rogue build. It has nothing to do with, like, a, it's not a pro tour deck by any means. But the only thing I really... That's, that's another thing. We, I mean, basically, I think we do... Well, I think you you do it more often, though, where you were, you will kind of use, like, an archetype and build it just... Build it more to your style. Like, you will not rip off a deck ever. Well, I, I'm always the type of person that feels like I can take any deck... And maybe switch out a couple cards and try to make it better. It doesn't always yeah. work that way, but I always feel like I always want to find a little secret, that little edge. Yeah. And, and, you know, nine out of ten times it doesn't work, but there's that one out of ten that's kind of nice. Yeah. A surprise, but like with my blue white control, the only thing I'm really doing differently than you're going to see in every every deck list is I'm running a main deck Illuminarch Ascension. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. And I, I just, for some reason, I'm just in love with Luminar Ascension. Ever since it came out, I just think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, it's like, how, where else can you drop a two, you know, a two drop enchantment that's going to basically change the, the way the opponent has to play? Yeah, and you know, I mean, everybody's going to say, well, there's answers for it. Nia's got answers. Well, John's answers got answers. Every card. But I mean, if if the Maelstrom Pulse, one of your Luminar Ascensions. You're only gonna have one out at a time, anyway. Well, that's my whole point, though. I like I had a game. I mean, like, who cares? I had a game online the other day too, when I was playing against. I don't remember what it was. Like, yeah, I remember that. And I had a you know three counters on a Luminarch and a Jace, and he had to O-ring the Luminarch Ascension. I mean, that, I mean that's a tough you know think about the decision I had to put him in. Yeah. Which one do you get rid of? And to me, that was amazing. It's like sweet. Yeah. I get to keep my, either way. I'm like I get to keep my Jace, or I get to make a bunch of angels and win the game. So he made the right decision. But I don't know. I just think that's a card that. Yeah. A lot of people overlook. Why do you why do you decide to mainboard it? Because I know that it is it is it is seeing a lot of sideboard play in the blue and white. Yeah, well, it's it's you know the thing about it is it's it's for the control matchup. It's a lot better if you don't know what's coming, which is why I think you're seeing it more in sideboards. Yeah. Like in a control matchup, like if say let's say you just wait, you know, you don't main deck and you sideboard it in, and they don't, and you get a turn two. Yeah. Luminarch Ascension, they pretty much lose. So what, why? Why do because you? Because for me, it's just part of my. It's part of my deck. I don't have a ton of win condition, so I drew yeah. it. Win condition. It's a cheap win condition, and like, well, you don't have the bane slayers. No, yeah. for a bunch of reasons, it's another issue. But I just wanted to try it. Yeah. And it's been really good for me, though. I mean, it's been really nice. I love the card too. I've I I had a pretty casual, but it was actually pretty good. That Mesa Enchantress deck. Yeah. Oh, you played it. Yeah. I've I've done pretty well with it. Yeah. But it yeah, as soon as you I mean as long as you can slow them up they can't get through. I mean half their stuff's pacified, journey or O ring or whatever, and you got that or the sigil just or the what's the sigil to empty throne. 
Yeah. Well, that's like an Enchantress deck. Yeah. And for me, I just like I just thought it was kind of nice because it's one of those. I like I look at it too, where like yeah, it maybe doesn't make sense to main deck it because if you're playing red deck wins or something, it's probably not going to go off. But yeah, but then your creatures will probably live. Well, that, you're going to have to. That's what I'm just about to say. It's like it makes people make tougher decisions. You know, should yeah. I let you bolt this creature or should I let you bolt to the face? Well, it's like uh, that's why like uh, my old uh, black my old black control deck has the uh, blood cheap ascensions, and it's kind of the same thing. Like they have to play differently. They have to block. They have to sacrifice creatures or else they're That's in trouble. Probably. I mean, I, they have to play differently. Yeah. I don't. I look at it like, yeah. I don't care what happens. If it, exactly. If it doesn't go off, it doesn't go off. I mean, especially exactly. if I have Jace to back it up and what, yep. you know, all the other cards. So that's kind of something I play with. And obviously the other decks, I'm, I obviously told, like I said last week, I have a Polymorph deck that I'm playing with. That I'm te- yeah. te- testing what teasing. I'm teasing it. You're teasing it. Testing it. Don't tease our listeners. <laughs> And it's really, it's going to look like everybody's list. I mean, the only thing I can tell people that I've done differently, and I'm running it with Imrakul, just because it's fun. I still think Iona may be a better option. It's hard to say at this point. I think they both have a pretty nasty impact on turn four. Well, yeah, (laughs) no kidding. And, you know, obviously I'm running, like, the Sea Beyond in it because it makes sense. You know, the one card I've always ran in Polymorph that nobody ever did was Worldly Council. What about telepathy? I thought you ran that. No, I don't. I didn't have room for telepathy. Telepathy is something I've toyed with. It's good. It it's looks really good. good, but I just didn't. I just ran out of room. Nobody's going to counter it. <laughs> Nobody's well, going to remove it once it's. If on the they table. remove it, God bless them, you know. But they're not going to. But it's nice because I'm telling you, with the problem Polymorph has, and you—that's why you ran it in the first place—is that I know you can save a negate for it. You can save a counter, but if you want a Polymorph on turn four. And I know you got a way around it now. Well, there's a couple ways around it. Well, the, the thing is, is I went green and blue. And now, so that gives me access to Kalani Garden, which is just amazing for this deck. And most people figured that out. And then Growth Spasm is another one where I, I you know... Rampant Growth. It's a Rampant to- Growth that's with the token. It, obviously, it's three mana, but that gives me that extra mana on turn five. Yeah. Or turn four, rather. Actually, that technically gives me, what, six mana on turn four? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But actually, I can't use it because i got to sack the creature. But anyway, that's why I have Dispel in. Dispel is basically my, you know, to enable me to get the combo yeah, off. Yeah, one, one blue. So one blue to counter any instant. So, yeah. So, there, so the, and the only other trick I have in there that I think I it's really in testing has been a lot better than I thought, and that was um, I splash red in for uh, Sarkon. Sarkon Vol. Sarkon Vol. Yeah, yeah, not Sarkon the No, man. Sarkon Vol. And I'll yeah. tell you what, what's been so good about it. Obvi- obviously, you have the implication, okay, if if it's like if I put that out turn four and I polymorph turn five, I can mm-hmm. give him Rockle Haste, which is a ridiculous. Yeah. And the other way I've been using it, too, is, is is to obviously steal people's creatures and sack it to polymorph. Yeah. And that's worked really well, too. So, like, if you have a Nighthawk or something that's actually a problem, yeah. it's, you know, gain control of it to end of turn. You can even attack with it if I want and then kill it. Second, yeah. Morph. So it kind of does double duty. It's it basically I put that in instead of Garrick. Yeah, I say Garuk. It's, well, Garrick sounds like my neighbor. You know, Garrick. Garrick the neighbor. Your neighbor Thor. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it a lot because it gives me two different options that are really, really good. 
Yeah, Nunez' final. His final is what? Well, his final is just like if you ever get his final off, which could happen, I guess. It you could. Four dragons and you win. Four, the, four, four dragons. Win the game anyway, but yeah. So there you go. There's my secret polymorph tech. It's basically you know the blue green with two Sarkon Vols, and so far in testing, it's worked pretty well. And uh, you know, I don't want to get into the whole list, but and then I'm trying to think what other deck I'd even want to talk about right now. Some of them are so secret. They're so good. Yeah, question. I can talk about a couple of mine real quick. Go ahead. Um, well, obviously, I think I've been talking about it on this show a couple times, actually. Is Big it? combo. Well, it's the only real combo. Of the, I mean, Gideon does have a place in a lot of decks, I think. He, he can be played pretty well in just about any deck. I mean, he has his purpose. But uh, right away when I saw Gideon, I thought of Kazul, the Tyrant of the Cliffs. <laughs> I, I, know, I know it's totally like... It's really awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, you're going to make them attack you. And uh, basically the deck I'm running has, you know, like a, a wall of omens. It's going to have perimeter captains. It's going to have... There's a bunch of walls. A lot of walls. And, it's, and you just want to drop Kazuo, and then you want to drop Well, the, the lower casting cost walls, so you got your defense. I mean, you got you got defense. You, I mean, you, I'm going to be running four lightning bolts, four paths. So, I mean, I have I have some ways to deal with some, like, threats. And then, uh, yeah, I get Gideon out. I get a Kazool out. You know, and they can kill a Kazool, but... Well, he's a 5'4". <laughs> yeah. So he's not going to get bolted. Yeah, and if they don't kill him, or if they do kill him, you know, gonna, I'll just attack with Gideon. Depending on what you're playing, I would assume they're going to kill him. You know, I, I think you're you're really more you're just talking about more of kind of a fun. This is a this is just a fun. This is not going to be gender anymore. Yeah. So I mean, in, in, in I mean, regards just, to that, I guess it's actually kind of fun because you're just making them attack, and they're obviously not going to have enough mana. To, you know, you're going to get a couple three threes out of the deck. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make them attack with Gideon, or I'm going to make them attack with Ranged Nimbus. Oh, that's right. You put that in there too. Yeah, the flying feet. Sure. Flying 5-3 wall. You pay two mana to make up... Pay two mana, and, and that wall is good. I mean, I saw that in Limited, but, I mean, I it's a no-brainer for this type of deck. And then, uh, yeah, so they're going to attack, and uh, they're going to have to attack, so they're going to either pay three mana for each creature, which yep. they're probably not going to be able to do, or they're going to... Give you a 3-3. Three, three. Give me a 3-3 three, three Ogre. And then you also had another secret in there... Yeah, well, mana the mana bars. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That's just the funny. mana bars is just I think funny because <laughs> yeah, because <I> mean, <laughs> if they, you try to pay for it, yeah, you know, then they really so it's kind it. of a funny deck. I mean, it's kind of it'd be it, you could definitely run that in like a casual room online, and, and if you got it out, it'd be funny, you know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, it <laughs> it'd be will. Fun. I, I guess you it'll say. win. It'll win some matches in casual. Sure. And then, uh, do you have anything kind of competitive? You think will be competitive? Yeah, I think close to. I think the mono black mono black control. I would say so. I call it my uh, mono black control, the MBC Ultra Darkness. That's a neat name. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't take it. But basically, it's three abyssal persecutors. I want to run two Drana, the Blood Chief of or whatever. She's a Blood Chief. Cluster Blood Chief. Yeah, Cluster Blood. Chief. Three of those. I'm only running two of her. Oh, you're gonna run two? Okay. Yeah, three abyssal. Persecutors. She's the basically she's the four four flying. Pay X black black to give a creature negative X. Yep. Give a give her plus X plus zero. Okay. Yeah, I mean she's applying four four. Yeah. And she's five minutes. So, so you're kind of putting her like instead of the the blood witch or whatever the the other flying guy, the protection from white. Oh, the blood witch. You're kind of choosing her instead. Well, 
I think the Blood Witch is, is more of a sideboard. Yeah. For this section. Because sure. I know white is, you know, there's a lot of white that, that's good, but, you know, if I'm playing Red Deck Wins, I won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to run four Gatekeepers. Yep, Gatekeepers. I'm going to run one Nurkana. I want to try her out. She's a big... She's the shade that doubles your mana, and then you yeah. can pump her up. And that's something you just... That's just a card. That's just... That's just a, yeah, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> whatever, yeah, I just want to play it because yeah. I just play it. Sure. And then I'm going to run three Hex Mages. Yeah. And uh, three Blood Gas. And the reason I'm going to run the Blood Gas is because I don't care if they die. Mm-hmm. In fact, anything I have that's under three casting costs or three casting costs is going to die. So the Hex Mages, I'm going to probably hold them in my hand most of the time. I doubt I'm going to throw them out there early. They're basically for Planeswalkers. They're for quest counters, levelers, which probably aren't going to see a whole lot of play. But basically I run Consumed Amique, three Consumed Amiques, three Consuming Vapors, four Duress, three Mind Sludge, three Sign and Blood, four Tendrils. Yeah, so it's just a pretty run-of-the-mill model by control. Yeah, well, nasty. I mean, I would say in the mill because a lot of the mono black control decks I've I've seen people trying to build will either not incorporate Abyssal Persecutor, which I think is stupid. It's insane, it's because so good what they'll deck. try to do is they'll try to run like Nighthawks and they'll try to run yeah, like just a bunch of the weenie vampires that are really good. Well, that hawk's good, but and they'll they'll run Vampire Nocturnus, but yeah, I don't think it, it's hard to do a, a control deck that way. Yeah. I mean, it's either going to be a swarm deck or a control deck, and I, I opted to go more the control route, where, where basically, if I'm playing like white weenie or a white control deck or something, I can consume the meek, destroy all their little guys, on their turn, and then, consuming vapors, make them sack their big gun, you know, and then the next turn make them not play anything. So it's like, or I can use consume the meek or consuming vapors on my. Abyssal Persecutor, game six life. Yeah. yeah, and I think Persecutor is going to be really good for you in that deck. Although I think you know you obviously it's going to be you're going to have problems with Path to Ex- Exile and O Rings and stuff. But otherwise, beyond that, yeah, well, I, think, I mean, that's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have a little bit of problems with White, and that's why you know obviously Nurkana is a card that can come out. You know, that's the one card I just want to play because it looks it looks cool. It looks like it'd be fun, but. Yeah, well, everybody's got their cards. Like I have Death Shadow that I have, I love, that I always want to play with, even though yeah. the card isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that's my mono black control, and that's those are my quick ideas on it. But yeah, well, I think your mono black control. I think you'll tweak it up and I'll tweak it too. Be a lot better. I think you'll probably end up. You're probably not going to love Drana as much, just because she's. Gonna I be think I will. You think so? I think I will, because there's always. <laughs> excuse me. There's always a lot of parts in games. Where once you kind of have established control, if you don't draw into removal, it can really hurt, you know. So she's going to be nice because she's a constant source of removal. So nothing wrong there. And that's something like Nurkana could actually help is her. Well, it's nice. You could take down a bigger creature. Yeah, well, she's flying. If you got that and a Persecutor out, which one are they going to kill? I mean, they're going to have to kill Draena, right? Or else you're not gonna have any creatures out. So. Well, I mean that's the problem. Yeah, I mean the deck's really it's gonna it's gonna hurt them, especially with the all the discard stuff on top of it. Really, is nasty. And there's a reason. I mean, and you and me were talking about this initially. I was thinking about running uh, Inquisition of Kozilek, and then you brought up a very good point. <laughs> you don't remember, dude? Well, <laughs> Just inqu- looking at me like uh, Inquisition's the one where you it's like the it's like the 
downgraded duress, right? Power three letter. Well, duress. Right, a minute cost. Duress, you can't make them. Duress, you can't make them discard a creature. Which you don't really care, though. That's what you were saying, yeah. and it's like, yeah, duh, it's a no-brainer because I, the whole deck revolves around killing creatures. Sure. So. Might as well have something you can kill an enchantment with, or might as well be duress because it's <laughs> just a puzzle deck. I don't care, you know. Yeah, I might be able to get rid of a, you know, a knight of the reliquary with it or something, but who cares? That's what that's what all my other spells are for. So, so obviously that's why I run duress, and I'm sticking by it. Stick to my guns. Well, you tested your deck today, and it did really good. Against, I don't know what I was playing, but you slaughtered me with it. Oh, you were playing at an Eldrazi ramp deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's another experimental deck that's going to take some I think it's doable. Time. I, I, I don't know. You, some time to mess. You're stuck on, the, you're bent, you're, you're hellbent on the Lotus Cobra method, and I like, I like more of the elf, the elves, because, I mean. Because it's an elf, I don't want to make an elf deck, I want to make a ramp deck. Well, you can, I mean, yeah, you can do a ramp deck too. You got Harrow's in there. You got. Well, yeah, I got a, I got a toy. We're not gonna talk about that one today because it's not ready yet. That's a big. That's the big. Thanks for spilling the big secret, though. He'll talk about it next. That was gonna be my first top eight. Not anymore. Not everybody knows about it. Well. Uh, one other deck I have, real quick. I was telling people about my fascination with uh, what's his face. Death Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. And uh, people remember they had that. Uh, Ad nauseum deck floating around for a while. Yeah, that's a funny thing too. When we play Magic Online, whenever there's a deck leaked on TCG Player or anything, yeah. you will see that deck all night, like hey, right away. It, yeah, right away in casual and in the tournament practice, it's everywhere. Which is pretty funny. But yeah. I, I I built that deck right away too because I just I thought it was so awesome because it was something different. They found a cool way to. It was a pretty cheap deck to make too, yeah, if I remember. That didn't hurt. So basically what I came up with is like a red deck. I also heard, like we, I think I brought this up earlier when we started talking about Patrick Chapman, but I heard rumors about his new deck containing the Devastating Summons. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't seen the deck list yet. I, well, I yeah. too cheap to pay for a Star City membership. So yeah, me too. Nobody's posted it for some reason. So basically I just heard that that card was in it, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try to make a red deck wins with Devastating Summons. Yeah. But basically, my red deck wins, and then whenever I make a red deck wins, I always put black in it, so I can play with Death Shadow. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty popular thing to do, though. I don't think so. the black in for the Blightning. Yeah, or... I don't have Blightning. I just do it oh. for Death Shadow, which makes me really cool. Yeah. Uh, but Splash in a little more, you get an Arcana in there. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the only thing I, you know, I, I think it's pretty typical. I'm trying to think of anything I really did secret tech here. Basically, there's Death Shadows in it. Yeah, uh, but I, I use the Boros Bushwhacker, which I'm ass- I'm assuming Patrick Chapman has in it too. So you get devastating summons, which is where you sack the X lands to make yeah. XX elementals or whatever. So you sack all your lands. No, I, would, I would probably leave like two lands or one land open for lightning bolt or something if I drew it, and because the deck can run on two mana, really no problem. So you gotta watch. You gotta really gotta watch out for the Whiplash Trap decks. Yes, those are scary. That are coming out. Yeah, I'd be scared of that. <laughs> Basically, the idea is that you late game, but in late game with red deck wins is what turn five and six. You don't mind taking a pounding because your death shadows are more relevant. And you, yeah. you, know, you can play like a, you can play in one turn. You know, on turn five, you can play a death shadow. You can play a devastating summons, and you can play a bushwhacker. So an attack for you know fifteen damage. Speaking of the uh, ad nauseum, is it did it make its way into this deck? No, this is this is just supposed to be like a red deck wins. So why not? I don't know. I don't need it. Wasn't it good? 
And yeah, I mean, didn't it? It, it didn't. It never comboed out. Really. It really never comboed yeah, out for it. Like once every ten times, and then sometimes, and then you would end up drawing like another ad nauseum and going down to one life and just being like, I lose. So Death Shadows. Death Shadows is not good. I mean, is he not going to do his job then? If you're not, like, let's say you're you're kicking ass well, and you're at eighteen lives. Well, then I'm kicking ass. Who cares? I'll just. Or let's say you're. Let's say they got a, a wall out. Wall of omens out. Like three wall omens. If I, I mean, saw twenty life, I don't really care. I mean, uh, this is this is the I mean, finish go, move. This is the finish. Is it going to be a dead card? It's always a dead card until you're almost dead. Yeah. That's why it's death shadow. It's not life shadow. Yeah. Well, you made a good point there. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. No, but it's just something I like. I think it's a funny card. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be in the pro tour. It might. Yeah. It With that nauseum. Yeah, with that nauseum. But I mean, I'm, I'm toying with Flame Slash, and I'm toying with. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good card. Seems pretty good so far. I threw like a Bane Fire and an Earthquake in it just for the finishing moves. But I also like Ball Lightning now a lot more. I think he's more relevant because of the walls and stuff. And not a lot of. There's not so many. I don't think the first strikers are going to be everywhere like they were. No, exactly. The White Weenies is not going to be. I don't think that's going to be too much of a threat anymore. So maybe, you know, if you ever see a deck with Death Shadow and Red Deck wins. Think about the Butcher. Think about the Butcher. Think about... Think about the meat. Him, think about giving him money for it. Think, so, yeah, think about... Think about maybe telling... Person ...that we have a podcast you know, about magic. We were going to say that, too. If everybody told one friend... We'd have two listeners. You'd have, like... It, we just think about this. No one's ever thought of this. But if you just had everybody you know tell mm-hmm. one person they know, and they told one person they know, yeah. you'd have a couple listeners. We could have three. We could have that. <laughs> it equals out to three listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Those are my two decks. I have another secret deck that you already kind of spilled the beans on, but... Then, Life Link. And Mana Ramp Eldrazi, which isn't going to be that good. <laughs> yeah. Life Link. <laughs> so I'm gonna, Angelic Core. I'm going to toy with it more, though. I have something better for next week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Like any Palooka Worms or who knows what. Palaku. Palaku. Pelican worms. Pelican worms. Pelican worms. Is, They're good guys. Do we mention Death Shadow, by the way, in, in the raising values? I don't think. Okay. It's going to go up. No. <laughs> I, think, I think it will not either. I don't think so. So there you go. Those are our decks. Uh, We're going to take a break here. I just yeah, wanted to kind of segue a little bit. Cut your leg. Your segue is a little more you know, rough than mine. You're like, let's take a break. It's uh, over. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. I was gonna say, coming up next, our Magic Online Spectacular. There we go. We're going to go into the meat and guts of Magic Online. <laughs> yeah, the meat, meat, guts, potatoes, and eggs. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Here. We're going to do this Magic Online business. We're going to, all right. we're going to talk about uh, Magic Online, how we love it so much. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the pros and the cons. Yeah, good and the bad. Yep. We're going to go That's through. in other words. <laughs> That's true. We're going to go through them all here. I've got them all nicely listed. We're going to uh, elaborate. This is a oh, special uh, section that. that we promise everybody. So. Yeah, we've been promising for a while. got to do it. So we're going to start with the positives of Magic Online. Yeah. Uh, the first one we're going to get into is the play anytime, anywhere aspect. You know, you can play Magic anytime, 
And this is well, it's great. Uh, it's good. It's the uh, modern marvel. It's the internet coming at you. Well, it's so nice because I've obviously you know married with two kids. Mm-hmm. Get to get out of the house ever. I don't get to play a lot of paper magic as much as I'd like. Uh, yeah. And basically, twenty four hours a day, I can get online. I can play a draft. Anytime, yep. Standard, you know, I can play casual, play multiplayer, whatever. It's that's you know really yeah the best things about it. Yeah, whatever type of game you're looking for, you're going to be able to find relatively quick on there. Yeah, yeah, there really hasn't been any problems finding matches for me anytime I try to get on. So nope, that's a big positive. In the end, I mean, you're also going to be able to play top tier decks too, twenty four seven. So if if you're looking to be like a tournament pro, mm-hmm. and like uh, let's just say you live out in the middle of nowhere, maybe there's like three or four people that show up with like a aura decks or oh, whatever. Magics. Yeah, sure. You're not getting the uh, the competition you uh, you deserve. You deserve. <laughs> you just hit it up. Well, it's, it's really good for playtesting. Oh, I for mean, sure. If you want to try a new deck out and play like John or all the top tier standard decks or even extended. Exactly. They, just, they have, pretty much have every format now. They, have, they even have a legacy on there, which yeah. is every card. But it's, really big, really big EDH following yeah. too. I mean that that format's just kind of blown up. Yeah, no kidding. We tried it for a little bit. I tried it. I liked it. It's fun. You know, and I kind of think I like I like regular Singleton really? or Highlander. Really? Or I don't really like the idea of the general. Yeah, I mean, it's just a card that's sitting out there. It's like, you know this is coming. That's not the fun, though. Yeah, I don't know, but I... Yeah. It's fun to build a deck around it, and you can only use certain colors. Yeah, it is. It is. It's good. It's good and it's bad. So basically, EDH is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like it. So, you know... I like it one-on-one. <laughs> you like the multiplayer, yeah. Well, that's con, I guess. Some people love the multiplayer, but... Online, you, it's, I think it's pretty much only four-player. If you're looking for a game. If you set one up, you can set it up to two-player, but... So that's a huge positive, the fact that you can play anytime you want. Yeah. Any computer. You, know, your account, yeah. you can log yeah. in with anybody's Magic Online. You know, Good point. I mean, when, when, you're, when you're married, you don't get out a lot anymore, or... You know, you got your family. It's better to ignore them being in front of them. <laughs> you don't want to go somewhere and, like, really shun them. Yep. It's better to do it in front of them. Yep, ignore them on, in, on the computer. Yeah. Exactly. Totally so, agree. Yep. Next big positive is uh, the fact that you can pretty much build decks and buy cards instantly. Yeah. I mean, the deck builder, you know, I, I don't know if I love it, but it... I love it. What's not well, I'm like? so used to it now. I, I I really do like it. I mean, I just try to... It does get kind of glitchy, I know, sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. But it's so easy to build decks. It's just ridiculous. I mean, you just type in what card you want to pull up. And See, I never... T- I always like actually search through the color. I do it the painstakingly really? slow way. Yeah, I'll just break it down by sets. Well, what you can do... But then it always brings up those gold border cards. You can, <laughs> <laughs> or the avatar. You can bring them... You know, you can... You can break it down by color, and then you can break it down by creature, artifacts, sorceries, all that stuff. So that's really, yeah. yeah, really sweet. So the deck building is great, but the really nice thing, one of the best things, is that you can just buy cards from these bots that are yeah. selling cards, you know, twenty four seven. Yeah, it's like having a magic store available just anytime you want. Yeah, and you don't really have to worry about like, I mean, if you're gonna, like, let's say you need five Jace, you know, Jace the Mind Sculptors for a deck, and and you find one. You know, on one bot, you can go find the other one, like, yep. right away in another bot. You can always I mean, get 
And you can get whatever you want, how many of them. Just you want to pay the money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's huge. I mean, It's a great, great I mean, like, if you want to build a new deck and you need, you know, one wall denial or something, you just go buy it for, like, five cents or five cents or a buck. You can build a deck in five minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. From the ground up. And that kind of leads into our next positive thing, which is the fact that you only need four of every card. Yeah, you only need four. And this was huge for you. This, well, this was a big selling point I remember when I was talking to you initially when we were debating whether or not we should even try it. Mm-hmm. Is I remember saying, you know, all you need is four of any card. You, I mean, all I'll ever need is four Bane Slayers. Yep. You know, I won't have to worry about throwing it in. You know, blue white control, and then you know, having four in Naya or whatever. You know, it's just if you all have, I need is four because everything's basically designed where it's like a deck list that you make, and then yeah. it only needs it only pulls the cards, I guess, digitally when you actually play with that list. Yeah. So if you have four of a card, you can have them in thirty different decks. Exactly. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great, yeah. Because I know, I mean, well, like in Paper Magic, you know, if you're if you're gonna have decks that are pretty similar, like. That's that's the other thing I know is I have a lot of decks that are just slightly different, you know, just because you can take the same cards and use them in, you know, different decks. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. No, that's a good point. That's it's awesome. I mean, that was a huge selling point for me. Oh, <laughs> well, well, it is. For, I mean, yeah. just like, like take something like Path to Exile. You pretty much have to have it in every deck. With yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're a 3 $4 card. So now you only need Oh, what, online? There's there's more than that. Yeah, I know. They they've always been five or six bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, well, I have. <laughs> I probably sold them. And yeah. that's the other thing you can do too if you're kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of dangerous too. I mean. Yeah, if you're like me, like some. That's the butcher about. Every night. Yeah, you, like you're percent. gonna lose money really fast, but. I don't have to sell stuff that I shouldn't. Go build a deck, play it, sell it. Build it, play it, sell it. That's a whole other story, but. That's well, yeah, coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> so, huge positive. Yeah, four of any kind. That's all you need. Uh, another great thing is the uh, online PTQs. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, it's kind of like having the online drafts and stuff available all the time. Well, this is, I don't know how often they do it now, every six yeah, months. PTQs aren't all the time. But we'll do like every six months. But you can literally qualify for a pro tour online. You know, don't you have a you have to have a pretty high rating, don't you? I, don't I mean, not anybody can just go into the. No, PTQ. I'm pretty sure they can. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's how they work in paper too. Anybody can. Play. Oh really? Yep. And you have to, you know, top eight. I'll get it. I'll get an invite. I'm not sure if. Goodbye. No, an actual invite. Pro tours, you have to be invited to. Oh. So. But you need that. I'm just weren't thinking. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I, I'm not sure if you get the plane ticket. Like a lot of PTQs will give you actual plane ticket to wherever the pro tour is. No, I know they do that with the online. Oh, they do. Yep. There you go. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And the one thing too I didn't really mention about all the events is they do they do run you know besides running drafts and stuff they do run sealed all the time, and and they all they all have prizes. So you, yeah. You know if you get second place you get three packs, first place you get four, yeah, or whatever. Yep, they got every everything you can think. And of. And they actually run like daily premiere events too every day. Like it's like having a huge standard tournament at your disposal or extended or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's basically all tied in with this, you know, just the real heavy tournament play for people that really enjoy that. It's 24 hours a day. It's just so awesome. Yeah, it is great. Uh, another big thing that we like is the player rewards. So they just started. Well, they do that on paper, too. Yeah, they just started online, what, about three months ago? 
Four months ago, we just remember we started playing. Really? Is that when they just started? Yeah, it's pretty new. I hope they get it up to speed. Yeah, well, the, what they do, the play rewards, basically, is every time you log in, you get a point. Every time you're playing an event, you get a point. Every time you spend every time any you buy money anything, on tickets or packs. Yep, you get a point. And then, you know, there's, like, tiers of points. So if you get, like, ten points, you get, like, a special land. And then if you get 20 points, you get a foil land. And yeah. it keeps going up and up. And then, like, the top card's usually, like, a rare foil from... Like a foil Niv-Mizzet. Yeah, something from an older set. And that's the one thing you're going to say. That's what I was saying. Because, I mean, right now, like, Friday Night Magic's are handing out, like, foil blood braids. Yep. And, you know, I don't know. It's probably the way, the way it's looking... With Magic Online, it'll probably be like six months before they start handing out, you know, foil or blood braids, and that'll be too late. You know, they need to kind of speed it up, get it to where it's supposed to be. And I wish they had more. I wish they had cooler spells like they do with the actual paper player rewards. Like, I, you know, I got like yeah, like it was art. A full art how to free blades, full art Calastria. I well, mean, that was all. That was for the game day, but they had I yeah, but they don't have that online. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to have the current stuff. Yeah, and I got like a full art, you know, rapid growth, which is would be really sweet. I'm yeah. Like, yep. That. So they need to kind of, yeah, they need to do something a little more current. But it is nice, because I'll log in once a month, and I'll, I just got a bunch of, like, foil lands with different art. Foil lands are cool. And they just show up. They just show up in your They just show up in your collection. collection. Yeah. Under, under promo cards. So that's awesome. Yeah. We'd love that about it. I do like it. Um, you know, I, I also have for another positive, the cards are a little cheaper. This kind of ties in with building decks, but... Generally, the cards are cheaper, right? I mean, 90% of them are going to be cheaper. Generally, yeah. It seems, especially when we first started, it seemed like most of the cards were about 50% cheaper. Yep. And I think Online. it comes down to the demand isn't quite as high as paper. And the well, fact that you yeah. only need four. Yeah, important. the fact that you only need four is, I think, the big thing right there. Well, yeah. a good example would be like Lightning Bolt. It's only it's pennies, right? Is it? Not that. It's only probably like 20 cents. I can look it up. Whereas, really? like, paper, I think, what is Lightning Bolt on paper right now? Two bucks. Yeah, two dollars. Minimum. And you need, like, what, 12 of those? I mean, you need them in every one of your decks. Yeah, it's like Path to Exile. Actually, Path, I can't imagine, and paper is horrible. Yeah, and then, like, a Lightning Bolt online here, if I can... My internet kicks into high gear here. There it is. Typing, lightning Bolt. Typing away. Lightning Bolt. Did you spell it wrong? Nope, I didn't butcher it. Yeah, it's 20 cents. 20 cents? So, yeah, so 10% cheaper. 10%? You said it was $2. 20%. Sorry. Or you said it was a dollar. Well, I think it's cheaper, though. We, we proved it. Yeah, it's cheaper. So that's awesome. So that's what we're saying. Everything's cheaper. For the most to build, part. To build the same deck. There are the rare exceptions. Like, you just... How much did you pay for your Jace or your Jace Mind Sculptors? Fifty-three. That's see, that's more expensive than the paper. Which is yeah, but the paper one's like fifty, so it's like three bucks more. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's usually. But I mean, there are exceptions like a Johnny Vengeance. Yeah, he's ridiculous. It's like twenty-five. He's like twenty-five tickets, which is twenty-five dollars. Yep. And a paper, he's like what ten bucks? Yeah, I think so. The pre-release one was pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, so there's, there's really weird cards like that. Like Hell's Thunder is always that weird one. It was like seven bucks on online, and it was like what a dollar fifty on paper. Just really? a few exceptions, yeah. Just a few, but you notice them just because you're like, what? I thought that was only worth this much, you know. But the overall deck cost is way cheaper. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's nice, especially with standard right now. I mean, well, and like. Like we were saying, you know, you're already going to have half the cards that you need for most decks just because they're in other decks. Exactly. If you hold on to your cards and don't sell them. Well, why would you do that? 
I don't know. <laughs> People do it, though. They're crazy. Yep. Oh, House Thunder went up on paper, actually, pretty significantly, but it used to be different. Now it's kind of evened out. It's actually cheaper online now. So, so yeah, so it's, you know, it's making our point. There you go. We don't want to be misleading. We're not. So that's awesome. Cheaper, better, faster. Oh, we got one more. We got one more. Another pro? Another pro. And that's the set redemptions. Where if you collect one of every card in the set. Yep. Including all the mythics, all the cards. All the digital cards. All the digital cards. Yep. You can trade those in for the actual paper versions. Yep. With $10. It's like 7 bucks, yeah, just to cover shipping. And And it takes three to six. I don't eight think weeks. It's that long is it? it's like ship it's it. a couple yeah. weeks. So pretty long. I mean, it is a pro, but it, yeah. I mean, if you got a lot of extra cards, I on, think it's online. nice, especially if people are playing both. Yeah, it'd be a good way to you know, it might not be a bad way to try to get sets if you no. if you're good at playing online. Definitely not a bad thing. It's a good option. Oh, totally. I think it's a great option. That that was actually down like the whole last year, but they actually got it going again now. And it's oh, running, they did. Yeah, it's running like clockwork. So good. So that's really anything else you can think of that's kind of a positive we didn't hit on? Uh, well, let's get to the cons, and then I'll we'll just kind of maybe do a quick overview. Yeah. Well, there's only, a, I mean, I only have a few down here on our show notes. Uh, the first one being the interface. Yeah. And this is kind of something where I don't think it's unbearable. It, no, it's not. I mean, I play it all the time. but You get it, used to it. It was something, that was the thing I remember you showing me, because you started playing it a while ago. You started playing it maybe two or three years ago, and you would just mainly watch games on it. Yep. Which is a big pro, actually, we didn't talk about, but you can watch. That is a a good pro. (laughs) Yeah. It was actually really cool, yeah, because I didn't have to buy any cars. I just had an account. Oh, you can just get on 24-7. I remember you used to sit in bed with your laptop, right? You were telling me, and you used to. It's as bad as that sounds. It's I did. Yeah, well, I mean... I used to sit and watch games and watch how the new cards were being played and what deck yeah. ideas I wanted. You know, it was yep. great. Yep, so, I mean, what were we talking about? We were talking about the uh, interface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I was watching you, what, three years ago, and I was watching yeah. you play, like, I think you actually had a popper deck or something that you built really cheap. You sure. Didn't want to admit. Obviously not. Yeah, and uh, I was... I was like, no way, dude. you got to be kidding me. This is... Looks like Diablo. It, no, it looks like a really crappy Windows, you know. Yeah. Like, like just old school DOS. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm just like, uh, no. A little no. outdated. A little outdated. Well, once you use it... Once you use it, I mean, the thing is, uh, I think the thing, too, I was hung up on the digital cards maybe for a little bit, and then I started playing the 360 version, which I know sounds stupid, but... It's fun. Oh, totally. I but think people If you've been out of Magic for any amount of time, and, and, and it was just kind of nice to play with, even though they were kind of like pre-con decks or whatever, it was fun. I, I thought it was nice, you know, unlocking cards and doing whatever and playing with these cheesy cards. But just the fact that I was playing, you know, on my 360 was kind of like, well, yeah, you know, maybe... Like magic just, without having to have... Yeah, without having the cards or without play. having an opponent, you yeah. know, a full opponent. I was like, you know, maybe it's... Then you know you play online against people, and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I should try the uh, Magic Online, see what it's like, you know, because it's a lot more. Because the butcher was always saying, you know, butcher was always telling me, well, you know, yeah, the 360 one's okay, but you've got to try 
Magic Online, you know, because it's a lot more in depth. It's, I mean, you can build your own decks. Yeah, it's like playing real magic, like playing paper magic. Yeah, but I, at that time, I was just kind of like, well, I kind of like the fact that you don't have to build your decks because then it's, you know, an equal playing ground for everybody. It comes down to skill, and you know, and but I was sold. I, I had to give it a shot. And yeah, I and then it. once you get used to the interface, it only takes a month. It's got to get better, though. It does. It's okay. really, it's going to, I'll be honest, it will turn off a lot of potential people. Sure. It is, it is, it isn't the best. It wasn't even well, the cards look good. The, card the are- cards look good. Like, if you can zoom it, that's the thing, too. You got to, like, you got to hit the left and the right mouse button together to, like, zoom in on a card. Yeah, that's a really I mean, it's really odd. weird things that, like, yeah. they need to clean up the interface. They yeah. need to, like, let. I mean, you, uh, you should be able to just go over the card, and then it should, you know, just stupid things like that. Well, little things, and I bet you they're going to clean a lot of that up. Yeah, they need to. They need to get somebody that that makes video games. You know, somebody that that does that for a living. Not necessarily. I mean, they need somebody that plays Magic, though, because I mean, it's it's such a well, and it's a lot different. Heavy. It's a lot different than the Xbox game for the simple fact that it's not just self-contained to certain yeah, cards. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. They got to make it upgradable, where you can analyze every set comes out. That's they have true. to basically. Overhaul. I don't know how they even do it, to be honest, but it's pretty amazing. But yeah, it, definitely the interface needs work. And they are working on it. There is an update supposedly coming out, and uh, I've seen a few screenshots of like potential versions of uh, like how it could look. It looked good. If that's what it looks all right. It looked like they were trying to go the route of the 360. And from what I've heard, actually, they actually have the people that made the 360 game. I'm not even sure what the company is, but. Yeah, they're working a, a lot with them. They're doing the the exclusive PlayStation Three game that they're plugging with the Rise of Eldrazi. Which sounds awesome. The, the, yeah, which sounds it's a tactical tactics, that's right. tactics that's game with. Yeah, that looks good. And, and so I think it's the same company that did the 360 game that's doing the PlayStation Three game, and now they're I think they're doing the version update for the uh, Magic Online. So if that's the case, I'm totally sold. They do good jobs. Yeah. So. So it's one of those deals where it's kind of... We kind but of, as of now, it's a con. It it's a con, con, but I, I think it's close to not being a con. It's kind yeah, of, I mean, it's one of those things you you forget about it when you play. It's you're You can customize things enough to make it, you know, okay. Exactly. It's good. Next we have the, the Dreaded Shuffler. Uh, that one sucks, though. Well, and so people understand is what we mean by the Shuffler is, is basically when you shuffle your deck in real life... You know, use a physical human shuffling cards, where you try to emulate that in the computer. It's just not possible because the computer can all the well, computer can do is randomize it. But yeah, but it it seems like the computer doesn't randomize. I mean, a lot of complaints are people. A lot of people complain about not getting land. Like, oh, you know, oh God, I've had to mulligan every game I've played. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta take that into account. So you gotta throw in extra lands. I mean, you, I don't. You know, I think. I'm running 24 lands, but that's pretty much... 24 right. is what Everybody's I Everybody's running that Every- on paper, too, though. Yeah. So it really... It's not really that. It's just really more of an annoyance, because, like, you'll have a game where you'll draw, like, you know, seven lands in a row. You have weird... Oh, games. mana floods are not unique in that. Nope. You know, and then, you know, you'll be playing a guy who's playing with lightning bolts, and he'll play one lightning bolt, and he'll play turn, another... Yeah, turn one lightning bolt. Another it'll lightning be, turn bolt, two lightning bolt. Three in a row sometimes. Yeah. Or blightnings, like three blightnings yeah, in a row. That, I mean, that seems, we always blame the shuffler. Like, but it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, there's been games where, like, I mean, the butchers looked at my computer and looked at my hand and just kind of laughed because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, 
you got this. <laughs> There's no way you could lose, you know. But I don't know. It's one of those things where it seems like when I play with better decks, more fine tuned decks, it doesn't. It's not as big an issue, obviously. Yeah. And not to mention, it's just something that it doesn't. It's not like overwhelmingly annoying. It's only no, certain times when you just when it's just a pain in the butt, and sometimes you just gotta log off. It's, it's like a pain in the butt. It's not so much a pain in the butt. Like if if I'm playing lightning bolts, it's not a problem if I drop three or four. Yeah. Because I can use it to zap them, I can zap a creature. But, like, if I draw, if I draw like, an O-ring, you know, and then I got four, like, three O-rings in my hand, and they're, they're and I'm playing Red Deck Wins, you know, like, what good does that do me? Yeah. You know, yeah, that sucks. There's definitely... I'll O-ring your... Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, There's definitely okay. something there, because it's a big complaint. A lot of people complain about yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to play, like, target, like, specific cards. Target specific cards, because if you put two or three in your deck... Guess what? If you draw one, you're gonna draw the other one. So I mean, it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. Like and, a, and, it, and it is not something that we're just ranting about. This is something that the Magic Online community is kind of split down the middle about. See, and I'm kind of split too on it because there's nights when I well, get, I've, I've heard you rant. Yeah, there's some nights I get really I get really mad, but usually if I'm just you know if I just play and I'm winning, I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like you only care if you lose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I've I've took pity too. I'm like, dude, look at this. This is this is sad. It's true. Get a chance. Four four day judgments in a row. Well, <laughs> or something silly like if yeah. You, I used to have a red deck wins. I played. I draw three goblin guides in a row. They just yeah. Just something they can do. Yeah, good luck. So, Wallable on its way. Well, now that'll yeah curtail that. But so I mean, I think the shelfer. I would consider that a negative. I think people yep. believe in that it is so. The last negative I have, and we might come up with more, but this is something... Yeah, I think we just did, actually. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, it's just not the same as playing paper as far as multiplayer, especially. Especially, like, I and mean, the Butcher is not... He doesn't hate multiplayer, but he's not really a big multiplayer guy. Nope. Whereas, I mean, he'll do it, but... I don't mind it. I like it. I like it, but I like it more in person, because you get a, you get a bunch of guys, you got a table, you know, I mean, it's just... Well, nothing beats, you know, having a bunch of guys over <laughs> up with some soda pop and yeah. pizzas and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Living dangerous. You can't recreate that online. And that's, no. that's definitely something you'll, you're you not going to get on Magic Online. But, you know, what you and I have been doing lately is you'll bring your computer over we'll just play the Magic Online together. Yeah. That's still pretty fun. Play against each other or we'll just you'll just watch me play a match or I'll yeah. watch you play a match. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, too. I mean, as long as I mean, there's still some kind of human connection to it, but I mean, yeah, it's you do lose that when you go online. I mean, it, it basically becomes a video game. And I nothing, wouldn't say that. I mean, if you're uh, when you're actually in the game, though, you're pl- when you're playing a game, and you, you are playing, playing magic. magic. You know, it is magic, but it, it does it turns into a video game as far as like Halo is a video game. You know, like it it's online. The opponents are online. You never see them. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that too much, but. I, I think I'm more disappointed with the multiplayer aspect of Magic Online. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially the multiplayer. Like the four-player, three-player. Yeah, well, that, that's just because they split the screens up into four segments yeah. that are that are pretty small. Let's be honest. I mean, and then oh, you, yeah. you try to cram like you know twenty cards into each square, well, and it just looks. It's like cramming into you know the double screen, the, the split, just the regular split screen. Yeah, so it just looks. Bad. It's it's something they really got to clean up, and I and I have a feeling they're going to clean that up. I don't know how. But good luck. Yeah, 
I don't know, because that was an issue. I remember even with the 360. Yeah. There was an issue. I mean, you couldn't count your lands. You couldn't, you know, it just was bleh. It's tough. It's tough to do one It is going to be a tough issue. But it's all available, so you can't complain too much. If you really want to play, like, 200 Giants, something like that, it's there. Yeah, but see, I like multiplayer a lot. Yeah. Like, I think it's fun. I like 200 Giant, and it's, I don't like it anymore. When I play online, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. like, I save it for when I go out and play with my buddies. Yeah, like a sealed event or something. Yeah, but you know, like you know, the bottom line is is that is it not is it better than paper overall? That's hard to say, but I think because like we were saying, you can't really recruit. You know, there's nothing that beats you know the, the experience of having your friends over, or going to a Friday Night Magic. You yeah. know, it's even and plus actually for some reason top decking something on paper seems way more of an achievement than, like, top taking sure. something online because it's, you know, you might feel like you had something to do with the way you shuffled it or, you know, <laughs> or the way they shuffled it, like they shuffled their own doom or, you know. Yeah, it's just a little nuance. Because when you, when you get something online, it's just like people just scream, shuffler. You know, shuffler! <laughs> hate you! But, I mean, overall, they've really come a long way with it. I mean, when I was playing it three years ago, or at least getting on, getting on it, you know, they used to have, like, virtual tables with, like, little monsters sitting at them, and it was just... Really? Yeah, they've come a long way. Sounds cool. Yeah, they're, you know, they, they basically said that their goal is to mirror the paper game. Well... Which is got, a good they goal. Got, yeah, they, they're doing better, but they got a ways to go. I mean, from, you know, I definitely well, love it. Well, there was another con I thought of, though. Uh-oh. I, I was ready to finish this up. What do you got? Well, and we didn't address it, but I... I the fact that it is... Two, two to three weeks, maybe even a month oh, behind. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're, I mean, right now, That's or there's a transition period right now where... Call it the dead man zone where you just have nothing to do while you're well, waiting. Well, I mean, we could play paper, too. Well, but, yeah, but when, as far as online, there's nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really been playing online too much lately just because Rise of Eldrazi's out. We want to play with those cards. We're going to play paper. We're not going to... Sit on Magic Online and, and play with just Worldwake and Zendikar cards. They wait two to three weeks after the paper set comes out to release they, it yeah. online. So the release for Magic Online is probably going to be what? We don't even have a date yet, do we, for that? It's probably going to be like May 10th or something. Like I, I guess. It's probably going to be like May 7th or it could even go as far as the 14th. It's probably going to be three weeks. But, yeah, but, so that's what we're saying. But I mean, the problem is, is we know why they do it, and we agree with them to do we it. We do agree. We so it's do. one of those deals where it's I like... I mean, it does, it, they do have to have some kind of incentive for the store owners. they gotta, they got to... want to take care of the store owners. We want yeah. people to go in and play... You are people that, yeah, exactly. You, they need to make their money, and Wizards is not being selfish. I mean, they could be selfish and say, you know, we're going to release it the same day on online where just we can make money, too, you know, but they're not, so... But I'll tell you one thing on a... On a Magic Online pre-release? Remember, you remember with Worldwake? It was horrible. No way. That was awesome. Oh, no, yeah, okay. It was It was good. I mean, you, you were able to get any card you wanted. Yeah, you had every card you wanted. On your I wanted to make it back with the Abyssal Persecutors, and I got, what, I only wanted three of them. You got and three I got, of them I got that night. Of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got every that card. Was, like, the hot. The yeah. Hot at that time. You got every single card you wanted, and the set wasn't even out yet. You can't do that on paper. There's no way. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. If you have a really busy, busy weekend, I know Moneybags came pretty close. He's got his yeah, bench finds, all true. four of them. Well, yeah, but he doesn't have all his. He wants the Gideons. He doesn't have those. Well, you had to trade a Gideon to get his <laughs> bench. So. so, I mean, that, but like what you were saying, 
to backtrack, you were just saying that the the Worldwide Crew release had some issues. It had some issues as far as I, I think the the servers were just flooded. I mean, I don't think I don't think they were accounted for the they didn't account for the traffic they were going to get. And basically, what happened is a lot of people playing weren't getting their uh, the pre-release card, and they weren't getting their their the prizes. Prize and like, I mean, they got them eventually, but they it weren't they weren't getting them as soon yeah. as the tournament was over. Yep. So they had to wait, you know, two or three hours or whatever, whatever the hell they had to do. Yeah, you just said we didn't even do it. That's I remember. That's what happened. Is we were like, screw this. Let's just go into the auction rooms and let's go. Let's we go. Just bought packs from Oz. Yeah, we let's just, just let's packs. just get packs, crack them, and, and spin them. Let's just flip them. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. So we were just yeah, we, we were just haggling, trading, and getting what we needed. I pulled a foil Jace that night, so that was a good night. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he peed, he peed his pants. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. It was a mess, but it was nice. Yeah, foil Jace. Come on, that's. <laughs> How much do you think that's worth now? I don't know. It's they're hard. The foils are hard to push when they're that expensive. But yeah, but not online. Yeah. I always put. I always, I'm always playing those pricks that got like all foils. All foil land. I mean, it just lags down the computer. Like it just <laughs> slows everything down. You got all these shiny things. Like just. So speaking of the lag and stuff, we didn't have a one of our cons or negative things wasn't lag. So it's not a big issue, right? You haven't had a big problem with lag and crashing and. No. A lot of people would say that's a big problem, but I haven't had any. No, yeah, I, I've never had an issue. The only, I, I, I noticed, I remember you had a few issues of whenever you buy something from bots. Whenever you finish a trade, it would crash sometimes. It would crash on you, but I've never had that issue. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I've never had a game just stop. All the events no. I've done. Every all once in a while, you'll get some kind of, you'll get a prick or something that'll quit. That'll quit in the middle of the game. Like, just you'll be winning them. Winning them, you'll be beating them, and they just they just yank the cord, or they they probably smash their computer, or whatever. <laughs> they probably just hit X and quit out, and it just there's like a timeout thing where yeah, there's like a timeout where so you can actually come back. Because I'm that kind of person, like I'll wait ten minutes just in case they come back, oh, just so they get the loss. It's an event, you definitely will, because you got you know. Well, yeah, that remember that <laughs> yeah, it just happened a few times to me where I've had to sit there for half an hour or whatever just to. So yeah. That, Con, <laughs> but it wasn't. My point is, is that the crashing and stuff really isn't a big con. No, no, it has not been a big problem. They've really cleaned up the code. To yeah, satisfy. no, it does run smooth. Yeah, so there you have it. I think we went through most of the most of the stuff we wanted to, right? All the problems. yeah. I mean, ultimately, we both really like it. I I love it. I mean, you're never gonna get you're never gonna get that kind of environment where you can play that many matches that fast, yep. and then and then just drop it. And then just go back to it. I mean, you, it's whatever you want to do with it. So we basically we recommend it to who? I mean, people obviously like me with with a family or with obligations, yeah. you know, too much school or whatever. It's a no brainer. Yep, exactly. You know, why do you play? I mean, you play. I play basically. I'll play when I can't get out. You know, if, yeah. I, if I don't feel like getting out or going to a Friday Night Magic or Monday or whatever Wednesday, I'll just kind of. I'll just play on the computer. If I want to play decks that maybe aren't jund, you know, I'll go to a casual room as sure. opposed to going to like a Friday Night Magic where I know there's going to be some jund decks and I'm sick of jund, you know. Or, <laughs> or you know, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where you, it, it's just so nice to have the option to do it. And it's and it's fun. It is a good, it's laid out nice. It's fun. It's really fun, too, to draft once in a while just to, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, if you like, I, I'm not a big I love huge drafting. drafter, but it's, 
I don't mind it. Especially the Rise of Drowsy limited gets on there, it's going to be a lot more fun, too. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we know what we're doing from the paper, you know? Yeah. We might have a shot. You know, I think the only people that, and even people that play paper, you can play both. We play both. I mean, it's not ridiculous. I don't know. I, I think it is an issue that, I mean, it's a good thing you brought it up, because I think it is an issue for a lot of people. I mean, I think someone like Moneybags is a good example. Of well, Moneybags has a lot more invested in paper. And he's than got, he, he gets out to events, you know, three times a week. Yeah, exactly. He's he's really, week. really into the magic scene, you know, like really into the so It wouldn't make sense. Local it really wouldn't scene. make sense for him. No. But I think a lot of people that really are thinking about it, you might as well try it. Yeah. Because you can play the pre if, if If you want to play more than you can, then it's probably a good idea. Yep. Or if you want to, if you want to like, be some sort of pro and test the crap out of decks, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's going to beat solitary yourself and even play testing your friend's deck, you know, your yeah. friend's cudstrel deck. It's just, you might Cut as well. <laughs> so or fledgling griffin. Fledgling griffin and lifelink. Yeah. That's a nasty combo. <laughs> So, yeah, there you have it. I think, you know, that's a pretty good list of pro. I'm sure we missed a few, but. Yeah. Oh, well. Gosh, that's, is that the end of the show already? Boy, that was, that went fast. Yeah. It rocked it. We kicked it in the A. I want to get on our website before we go, and that's thepowercreeps.wordpress.com. Dot go, go, go. No, just dot com. Dot com. Yep. And we want people to go there and leave feedback. Yeah. Tell us what they like, what they didn't like, what they want to hear, any topic ideas, etc. Yeah, et for sure. Uh, check out the metagamestore.com. Yep, our new sponsor. New sponsor, our new friends. Go there and buy some cards. Yeah, tell them that, that uh, Spooky Pants sent you. <laughs> and then tell them the Butcher sent you. That's good thinking. Separately, though. Oh, separately. You gotta pick sides. <laughs> You'll get better cards if you say spooky pants, eh? You get mono black cards. <laughs> you get mono black cards. <laughs> and, uh. Get polymorph. <laughs> <laughs> and we're working on some stuff for next week. We're working on a couple little secret things here. Hopefully yeah. we get projects that are gonna. Well, there's a lot of news coming out. I think a lot more, I mean, a lot more than we've had. Well, the tournament this weekend. Yeah. We're gonna have two standard tournaments. From. Well, we got there's a TCG player. Yep, and Star City. And Star City one. They're both yep. standard with Rise, so it's going to be awesome to see, see the winners and the losers. Finally, get to see it played and how things are going to change. Hopefully, any hopefully, prediction? You know, unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be a lot of difference right away. Did you, did you hear the rumors about Wall of Omens what, making what, it into a blue and white deck? Blue and white control. Yeah. Wall of Omens. Yep, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see that. You know, I, I I'm pretty sure that I have a feeling you're gonna see you're gonna, you're gonna see the boss die and the Jun still just because people aren't gonna you know. Yeah, so you think the Benjamin obviously gonna be in Jun? I don't know what you're gonna see in Jun yet. Somebody will come up with some crazy thing. Cyborg, I definitely, definitely you're gonna have to consume the meek cyborg. Somebody's gonna do it. That's how you can't. And I, I really think somebody's gonna throw Sark on the Mad in there. I think it's a good option. Why not give it a shot? So, I mean, I, but I think you're going to see the same kind of decks. Usually these first couple tournaments, people are still a little uncomfortable going Yeah, to they, don't, they don't want to go balls to the wall until Patrick Chapman does it or, or LSP <laughs> exactly. does it. And then they're going to rip them off and change it a little bit. But Exactly. So any, Anything, any any archetypes you think might get wiped out? Wiped out? Yeah, I mean, do you think do you think Open the Vaults is going to do good still? Do you think... Uh, the Vaults never did good. 
Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Polymore. What do you think? Like, way we... Well, I mean, like, way we... Yeah, it's like... Empires, do you think... Do you I think, think Vampires isn't going to have any showing at all. I think White Weenie's pretty much going to be dead, because... Well, Red Dead wins. I think Red Dead wins is always going to be there. Really? You think so? Yeah. Because it's just... It's just... It can, you know, it can win. You wins, like, just really puts the brakes no. on that? It, it can win. I mean, it's got a... It's got the Flame Slash now. Poor damage. Flame Slash is nice, and it's just... If you have a kind of a crappy hand, or you have a bad draw, they can just... Burn you to death in no time. I mean, they're going to yeah. get down to ten life in two or three turns, and then yeah. you're playing catch up. No, I remember. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I remember Red Deck wins. Everybody was saying Core Firewalker put an end to it. It's done, and it was still around. Yeah, exactly. Core I mean, Firewalker didn't really. I don't think. I, I don't think Red Deck wins really ended up in too many top eight. So after that, I think it was pretty much. Well, a lot of people. Bosnia, Jund, and Mythic. Mythic Band came made a big comeback. Well, yeah, Mythic is, Mythic's got so many power cards in it, though, that that's one of those decks, too, that can always win. What was it? What card was it from World Wake, or what was it that made it so big all of a sudden? Uh, I don't have to look at the deck list. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I forget. Me, too. I, know, I never played the deck. I never made it. Well, it's, a, it's expensive. I, I mean, I know the gist of it, but I can't remember. I just remember it got really big all of a sudden after World Wake. Yeah, I I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners like freaking out right now, yelling at us. The guy know the card. Well, so just go on and post a comment then. Tell us what the card is. Yeah. But anyways, it's going to be awesome to see this in action. So hopefully somebody will come up with some stuff. You'll probably see a couple of polymorphs. Not yeah, a I want to see, yeah, see a new archetype. I want to see. Well, that'd be awesome. Mono black control only. Mono black control is dead. No, it's, it's making his comeback. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think it. Comeback, like it, I don't think. It's well, I think it's going to replace vampires. Like, yeah, you have vampires yeah. in a model black control, but it's not going to be the same. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, I think I was saying that earlier in the show, and I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's vampire swarm decks aren't going to. People are going to play them, I and they're not going to be horrible decks, but I don't think they're. Uh, they don't have ways to deal with Naya or, or mask. Well, I suppose they could run consume the mate and kill all their creatures. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get some. We'll get some new decks. Yeah, we'll have so we'll have some news. We'll have something to report. Exactly. So again, the website is the Power Creeps. Power Creeps. WordPress. dot com. Yep. And uh, that's really about it. Any shout outs or anything? Anything you want to say at the end? Yeah, we can do splat. And we do money bags. Okay. Money bags, by the way, everybody. I don't know if everybody remembers, but that that is lunch bucket. He's now money bags. Which we talked about. He's now about. money bags. And I think Splat likes his name. He's always going to be Splat. Really? Is that what he said? I think so, yeah. He likes okay. it. Well, there you go. So we, hopefully we'll get him on one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. Well, uh, that's it. We are the Power Creeps. We are. <laughs> this is the Creepcast. And magic news and <laughs> entertainment. We'll be back next week. More regular scheduled time. What, probably probably week Friday? Yeah, a week and a half. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Keep love alive. In our hearts.